Fuzzy Packer Nation. Welcome to an episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. It's Bears Week Grossi, and today we are joined by a very special guest. You can see Chicago being represented in the background on his persons. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got his own YouTube channel, The Windy City Productions. Rashab, welcome to the show, bud. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, man. Huge fan of your channel. A lot of my subscribers watch you too, so it's cool to finally collab for sure. That's it. We're coming together. It's the meeting of the minds. Yeah, yeah man. Um, I want to kind of like jump right into it. And I want to talk about one person in particular. And I just want to get like, you know, your your honest answer. How many years should the Chicago Bears extend Matt Nagy? Are we looking at five, <laughs> 10? Are we going Get 15? Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> we have wanted Matt Nagy gone since probably beginning of last, maybe not beginning of last year, but ever since the end of last year, we have all been off the Matt Nagy hype train. I, I feel like some people did give him another year just because we got Justin Fields and people are like, oh, maybe he'll work out with a better quarterback, but that's clearly not been the case. So... I don't know, man. I think it's his time to go. Um, I don't see him being fired in season, though, because our owners are not like that. So even if we lose in like a blowout this weekend, I don't see him getting fired. So that kind of sucks. Listen, you guys won on Thanksgiving. Like, what more do you want? You won on the holiday. All right. So it, it's it's the time of thanks and giving. So it's only fair to give him an extension. I like this coming from a Packers fan, man. I just want what's best for you. Stay with the consistency. You know, it's been working for so many years. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, he won coach of the year, bud. One, yeah, that's, that's a best Oh, Vic Fangio won coach of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because there are a lot of Bears fans who are subscribed to the channel. And I remember a couple of years ago, I did a whole breakdown on Mitch Trubisky. And you look at the year that you went to the wild card, you know, the team was dominant, winning the North, et cetera, and why you were able to do that. And it was good play calling, a strong running game, a strong defense. And you were allowing Mitch to like get outside the pocket and kind of do what he does best, you know, and, and to whatever his level of talent is. Right. And then over the years, it for me, and please correct me and like give your insight on this. It just seemed that Matt Nagy was like either trying to force Trubisky to be a QB that he wasn't. And I'm not saying Trubisky's like an elite quarterback, but like he has skills and it just seems like he wasn't putting him in the place to succeed. They were not running the ball. The defense started to falter a little bit. Can you kind of like shine some light on like this fall from grace that Matt Nagy has like started with and winning coach of the year to where he is now? Well, to be honest, I really feel like Vic Fangio leaving has been his downfall because even in 2018, even though we were top 10 in points scored, we were only top 10 points scored because of the field position that our defense gave us, right? Yeah. Like every single game, we had like three turnovers, like two turnovers. So we were getting the ball in really short fields. And if you check the yardage that we got that year, we still weren't like a top 15 offense. So we couldn't move the ball down the field really well. We could convert in the red zone, obviously. But even in 2018, it wasn't as good as we thought it was, right? That was kind of Vic Fangio's year. I will agree, though, that he was a good leader that year. We did do a lot of different things that year that... Yeah. that Obviously, did get Mitch Trubisky to the Pro Bowl, which a lot of people disagree with. Um, but that happened, and <laughs> there were like other trick plays that happened. But I just feel like his yeah. total offense it kind of got figured out in 2019 and beyond, right? Like all those trick plays I was doing, the you know the screen passes weren't working anymore, the jets yeah. weren't working anymore, 
Uh, we didn't see any like Santa slave, if you know what that was. It was like a trick play that we did against the Rams. So I feel like that, like kind of like you said, he was trying to make Mitch into more of what he wanted him to be, kind of like yeah. a pocket passer, like he had in Alex Smith, uh, in the, you know, with the Chiefs. But clearly, Mitch is not that because he's better, you know, running around and throwing on the run. So I do think that Mitch himself was not like really the best quarterback. I mean, that's kind of why he's a backup with the Bills now. Sure, but. If you see him even working with other quarterbacks like Andy Dalton, he has not had that much success with Nick Folds last year was a failure. Chase Daniel as a backup was horrible too. So it's like so many different quarterbacks have done the system and none of them have succeeded to the point where I feel like Matt Nagy obviously is a problem now. Well, it's funny. First of all, that's the reigning MVP that you're talking about there. Mitch Trubisky. Oh, I'm sorry. Obviously, I'm I mean, like he's got... He's got accolades that Aaron Rodgers only dreams about, first of all. <laughs> but like you bring up great points because that was going to be like my next follow-up is because there's been this QB carousel that has been going on for quite some time, right? You trade up, you get Mitch Trubisky, and we're like, okay, this is going to happen. It looks like it's going to work out pretty well, and then it eventually doesn't work out. You bring in a guy like Nick Foles. That doesn't work out. You know, you bring in Andy Dalton and pay him $10 million for a year, and then you go and you draft Justin Fields. Can you kind of like shed some light on it was just an opportunity for them to go down and get fields and that's why they did it? Like, or were you happy when they initially drafted him? Because I can't imagine you're like, oh, Andy Dalton. Yay. <laughs> Dude, the day that we signed Andy Dalton was really like one of my worst days as a Bears fan of my entire freaking life. Because you remember that offseason too? We were all like on the Russell Wilson hype train. We were like, oh, Russell Wilson might be coming to Chicago. There are also yep. rumors that... Aaron Rodgers might be leaving Green Bay. So all of Chicago was just like on the hype train of, oh, we're going to own the division now for the next two years. But There's harmony, dude, that day that we signed Andy Delta, I literally was this close to crying my eyes out just because I thought he was going to be our answer for the, you know, the next few years. Right. So obviously getting Justin Fields um, the Bears got super lucky in that because yeah. I don't think most years he would fall like past pick 10. Right. I mean, he was. Sure viewed as being like the second or third best quarterback in this class. So we definitely did get lucky that we had to, I mean, that we had the opportunity to trade up, but I feel like it's more due to luck than pure skill on our GM or coaches part, right? Because they kind of got lucky that this, you know, fields fell into their lap really, right? Otherwise yeah. we have Andy Dalton starting right now, which would suck. And, and kind of like there seems to be throughout the league, and this happens every single year, about like what the heck you do with rookie QBs, right? You look at Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, right? They're trying to throw right into the fire. A guy like Mac Jones is in a position like where you can succeed. Meanwhile, you look at the 49ers and what they're doing with Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan is just like, no, like stay in your room. We don't, we don't want you to come out. Right. And then with Justin Fields, like originally it was kind of like, oh, like, no, you know, we're not going to be starting Fields. You know, we're going to kind of let him learn, come in for like maybe like one or two drives and that's it. And then he becomes the starter. Um, kind of like what has been your take on how the Bears have handled fields like thus far? Like, did you think that like right away that he should be the starter? Should he be sitting for almost the entire year, you know, just to kind of get that experience behind, you know, an Andy Dalton or Nick Foles, whoever winds up starting? Yeah, it's a good question. So I've always been of the mindset that Fields should be starting um, from the very beginning, because I just feel like even if your rookie quarterback isn't per se ready, you know, getting that experience on the fly, it works for a lot of people. I know you know, for Aaron Rodgers, for Patrick Mahomes, sitting did help them. But who's to say that they would not be as good as they were if they did not sit? I feel like they would still be pretty good quarterbacks, right? Like Mahomes would still be pretty good if he did not sit, most likely. So sure. 
rookie struggles are to be had. Um, that's to be expected. But I feel like the main thing the Bears did wrong was, you know, putting Andy Dalton as a starter and then yanking him like in the middle of the season and then not giving Justin Fields any of the starting reps in camp. That's kind of why he doesn't have much chemistry with guys like Allen Robinson, with guys like Darnell Mooney, because yeah. literally all of training camp, Andy Dalton was QB number one. So he just never got the practice with the right people. And, you know, Matt Nagy also, it, it seems like his system still is not fully designed around Justin Fields. Like He, he thought that Andy was going to be his guy for yeah. his entire year, right? So with Fields, it's a lot of stuff inside the pocket. We're not using his mobility to our advantage, even though he runs like a 4.440 yard dash. So yeah, the, the plan from the beginning should have been, you know, build around Fields, Um, you know, there's going to be rookie struggles, but just get through them. But they did not, they didn't want to do that because they're obviously coaching for their lives because they thought they might get fired this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Cause I, uh, talking to Bears fans, there are some that are just like, why are we even like entertaining Andy Dalton? Like just throw Justin Fields in. I was of the mindset because I, because of Aaron Rodgers and like the Patrick Mahomes of the world, I was like, you know what? Have him sit. And the only reason I was saying have him sit is when Tevin Jenkins got hurt. Because you guys drafted him, and I was like, because I think he's going to be a monster when he's healthy. Because the offensive line, which has been a point of, you know, emphasis for a while or a lack thereof, you know, it's been a problem for a bit now. I was like, oh, whoever's back there is going to die back there. <laughs> like, and I didn't think, you know, you wanted Justin Fields to get smacked around back there. And shocker, I mean, like as you've seen, like QBs have gotten hurt, you know, behind that O line. Yeah. And I think. Now, with Justin Fields, who's going to be starting this Sunday against the Packers, you know, for Matt Nagy, it was almost, I understand the logic of letting him coach and, you know, and like, oh, now you have a guy. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't want Nagy to ruin him too. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like totally that everlasting that. question of like, is how important is a coach, you know, in the development of a young QB? It's really important, man. I mean, it feels like all the rookie quarterbacks that actually succeed have good coaches. They're first year right like mac jones has the greatest quarterback of all or sorry greatest coach of all time and yeah. you know patrick mahomes had andy reed so it's it's big man and justin fields obviously is not going to have that now because his coach is most likely going to be fired this year so it's definitely a little bit concerning but i feel like the great quarterbacks still find a way to eventually be good yeah. so if he's the guy where he's still probably going to be the guy no matter what I want to get your kind of take on Matt Nagy's likely going to be gone after this season, right? Like they're literally there. I think there's like a stopwatch that's like hanging on like the wall somewhere, <laughs> yeah. just like a countdown that's going. And it's just he like already almost his Christmas. Bags packed, man. His bags are already packed most likely dude. at this point. Like he has to see it coming. Dude, even at his kid's high school game, which I don't agree with this whatsoever. Oh, you're chanting fire Nagy at his kid's football game, which is so cruel. And this kid's like... That's my dad. I don't, I don't know what you want from me. Like, I, can't, I can't fire him. Yeah, and literally every single Bulls game, every Blackhawks, every single sporting event in Chicago, people are fire, you're chanting fire Nagy. So it has to – you think it has to happen now at this point, right? I mean, because that was the thing. It was Thanksgiving that, like, the yeah. rumors were really swirling. They're like, oh, he's going to get fired this week. Like, right. you know, on Black Friday or, like, you know, on Thanksgiving if they lose. And they come away with the win. And I was like <laughs> – <laughs> Matt Nagy is like, yes, so, like get to uh, get a few more weeks out of this. But like it's like you said, and that's what I've heard too, is the ownership is not the type of like firing midseason because yeah. it's not like you can go out and get like a head coach in the middle of the year anyway, right? Like you're waiting yeah. for like these team seasons to end to even like get one that you would actually want. I still feel like, I mean, I wish they would though, because this year there's also that new rule where you can interview guys, I think like three or four weeks prior to the season ending. Yeah. I, I think that's a new rule this year or whatever. So if we fire him, you know, this week or next week, we could get a head start on the next head coaching hire. And 
not have Brian Dable or Kellen Moore go to like other places. So is there like a, a guy in particular or like a type of coach that you would want? Like, would you want a more experienced? Would you want a younger guy, an offensive mind, defensive mind, et cetera? Because like the Bears, it's funny because all the Bears fans say that we're wasting Aaron Rodgers potential. And like I turn it around, I'm like that defense, right? Like that defense is like, that's your window right now. And it's kind of a matter of like, all right, well, do you want to stick with what you know? Because you look at the Vikings and what they're doing, they have a ton of offensive weapons, but they still have a defensive minded coach. And that's obviously not working out because their defense is a shell of what it was like, what it once Mm was. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I want an offensive mind just because that's how you kind of want your young quarterback to be like, if if he has the same stable system for like 10 years, right? Like that's going to benefit him in the long run. Yeah. Also feel like we are a little bit scarred from the Matt Nagy experience, like hiring a different offensive coordinator. But I will say that Matt Nagy was—he was only calling plays for like I think four or five games that season before we hired him. So that was a stupid hire to begin with, in my opinion. Yeah. But if we get—I mean, if we get somebody that's a little bit more experienced on the offensive side, I feel like that would benefit us more, just because the way the league is going, like offenses are—that's how you win football games, like by having yeah. a good offense most of the time. So. I don't know. And also as to the defense, like what you said about it, I feel like our def- defense's window is it's already pretty much passed now because I mean half the guys in the 2018 Bears defense, they're not even on the team anymore. Like Kyle yeah. Fuller, Prince Mukamara, you know, um Akeem Hicks is probably gonna be gone after this year. Khalil Mack is getting older, he's still pretty good, but it's like that defense is not gonna be carrying us anymore. So it's like we have to kind of build the offense now. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because like each each team within this division is in such a different place, right? Like you guys, like young QB, like hoping to build him up, you know, have a great running game. I love David Montgomery. I think he's a fantastic back. You know, Tevin Jenkins coming. I think that offensive line could be a bit better. Darnell Mooney has emerged as being like really good. I doubt Allen Robinson's going to get resigned because he's going to cost a crap ton of money. Um, You know, and then you look at like the Packers, they're kind of like coming to the end of that era. And, you know, I know Bear Sands are very upset about that. Um, and for you, kind of like going into this season, were there high expectations? Because I can't tell you, buddy, how many Bears fans were in my mentions and they're like, <laughs> we own the North now. And then it pivoted real quick to, well, yeah. when Aaron leaves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't expect much of any. Like, I picked the Packers to win the division because that's just the most realistic thing. I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and like already a roster that went to the NFC Championship, like, what two years in a row now so i didn't expect much out of our our team like i think i picked on the optimistic side like nine and eight which that that's definitely not going to happen at this rate um we're probably going to finish much lower than nine and eight but i did expect like some offensive signs of like progression right like justin fields having a few really good games maybe being in the rookie of the year race or our offense being at least like 20th or 15th we're literally like almost dead last again so this year definitely was a failure in all regards, even with my low expectations, because we just didn't accomplish literally anything. Like Justin Fields sure. had maybe one or two really, really good games against the Steelers and the 49ers. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, he still has five more games left, right? Like maybe if he goes against the Packers and has an insane game this Sunday, like I would be changing my mind a little bit, but it's pretty much been like a bad season for us, I would say. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of a matter of, like, what do you have, right? Like, you don't know. It's still that unknown because you're like, wow, Justin Fields is, like, that guy, right? He's, like, crushing it out there. But, like, there's flashes, and he's had a couple of good games, and some of his throws are, like, incredible. Like, so, like he's, he, the, the potential is 100% fair. I think it's, like, just building that supporting cast around him and dedicating it to say, like, hey, let's put Justin Fields, like, in a position where he can flourish with his skill set, you know, considering you traded up to get him. 
Right, for sure. And I mean, I, I still feel like he's 100% going to be our guy long term. I've been a big fan of him since college. And like when we traded up to get him, that was like one of my happiest moments ever being a Bears fan, especially after the Trubisky, you know, trade sure. up and like all the other stuff that's happened to us as Bears fans. So I still feel like long term, I mean, he is the most talented quarterback prospect the Bears have ever had in their history. So as long as we hire the right guys, man, like it should hopefully work out long term. I mean, even if he's an average quarterback, you'd be the best quarterback in Bears history. So standards aren't that high, really, for him. He's <laughs> like, buddy, the bar is here. Just get here. Like, just, just get here. That's that's yeah. And and considering how this season is gone, this Sunday playing in Lambeau, um, Justin Fields is a starter coming off a bruised ribs injury. Kind of what are you going to be looking at for this game um, in terms of like being competitive with the Packers, potentially trying to like steal a win? You know, how do, how do you see this game going down? Yeah, I'm not expecting a really good game just because there's so much working against us right now. Like there even like key players like Allen Robinson might not play. Akeem Hicks might yeah. not play. So we're missing like a lot of guys. Are you guys getting Jair Alexander back for this week, by the way? He was practicing this week. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, so we have three weeks basically to activate him or he has to sit for the rest of the year because he just yeah. came off IR. But yeah. um it's kind of like anyone's guess at this point, but like he was okay. actually in practice. So okay I saw Randall Cobb is out though right for this yes. game. Okay, yeah, he's the Bears, so it's that's I know, Bears fans are like oh, <laughs> we don't need to hear his name. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like if we're competitive in the second half at any point, I'd be pretty happy. Just because it's, just, I mean, there's obviously a big gap between the Packers and the Bears right now. We have a rookie quarterback starting. You guys have an MVP level quarterback. Um, so if I just see some like good throws out of Justin Fields, um, an okay performance from our offense, which would be scoring at least 20 points, like you know, in the game. 20 21 24 would actually be really nice and i mean I'm, I'm obviously not expecting a win but like keeping it relatively close in the second half i feel like that would be a win for the bears in terms of justin fields and his development and kind of like last question here in terms of the draft that's coming up like what are you looking for to add not like in specific individuals but in terms of like positions do you think like the offensive line is still like that you know, position that needs to be addressed. Do you start like rebuilding the defense a little bit more? Do you go and replace like an Allen Robinson? You know, what are you looking at in terms of guys that you're going to bring on next year? Yeah. So wide receiver is definitely going to be the biggest need just because I don't see a Rob resigning with us. I mean, he didn't really play that much this year. It feels like he doesn't want to be here anymore. So number one wide receiver is going to be a big need. Um, That's probably going to be our second round pick or maybe third or whatever. So receiver a cornerback is pretty big because right now we have you know Jalen Johnson aside from him we have like a bunch of no names starting which I feel like most fans have no idea who they even are so yeah cornerback is also a really big need and like you said man offensive line is obviously going to be it's going to be a need as well because especially on the interior we've been getting like really bad play all across the board like our center is one of the worst in the NFL our guards are a little bit spotty I mean James Daniels like He's okay here and there, but he's not like really, really reliable. And he's also not going to be, I think he's a free agent this year. So he might not be resigning. Gotcha. So Bears have a ton of needs to fill. Um, But if, if you want me to rank them, I would say receiver, uh, cornerback, and then O-line. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to address, but I'll be honest with you. Like it gets a whole lot easier if you have a franchise QB. So like if oh, Justin yeah. Fields hits, it's like, okay, we can add like piece by piece by piece. Cause you all like Mooney, you know, he's turning into a good guy. You have Dave Montgomery. And if you have Justin Fields, I mean, that's those are the foundational pieces you need to like have at least an efficient offense in the NFL. So for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would say the coach is definitely the biggest though. Like if we get the right coach, then it's gonna 
make a lot. I mean, again, the, the I think the number one thing with coaching is just consistency. So I think Matt Nagy just getting another five years, like just to take a crack at it. I think that that's the best case scenario for everybody. I think there's yeah. not a single person that wouldn't be happy with it. Um, right, well, how would you feel about Mike Zimmer? I hear he might have uh... <laughs> <laughs> loss of the Lions last weekend. Hell no. I'm, I'm out of my <laughs> Guys, you just do a swap. It's like that that old show of like trading wives. Like it's it's fine. I, I think you could get it done. Yeah. We'll play but, Matt Lafleur though, if you yeah. want to trade mats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt Lafleur is uh, it's, it's, it's he's pretty good, man. Not, I, not I honestly, good. a lot of Bears fans hate on the hire at first because like his offense in Tennessee wasn't like that good. Yeah, but he's been working on really well for you guys, at least so far. So far, so good. But, Rashad, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, imparting some Bears uh, knowledge, experience, and wisdom. Uh, can you tell the people where they can find all the things that you do? Yeah, sure. So if you just look up the Windy City Productions on YouTube, you can pretty much find my YouTube channel. I make videos about the Bears and also other Chicago sports as well. So if you're like a Bulls fan or like other Chicago team fan, you can definitely find my videos there. Um, and also, if you want my links to my social media accounts, they're also in like they're just in my YouTube videos, so you can find me there. Beautiful, and I'm sure they'll be in the description as well. Yes, sir. <laughs> but job, I appreciate you coming out. Um, I you still play the Vikings this year, right? Yeah, we do. Best of luck against the Vikings. Best of luck. Best of luck. Really hope we beat them. I do too. I do too. But but uh, I appreciate you coming on. Have a fantastic weekend, and uh, folks. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassley. And as always, go back, go.